0: Imposter syndrome. This is a word that I feel like is thrown around so much and is something that I hear a lot. It's something that I personally still experience. So I wanted to go into a little bit more detail and talk about imposter syndrome in its whole entirety. But I want to start with What is definition is so there's multiple definitions for this, but I thought this one was probably the most accurate and the best place to start so imposter syndrome refers to a psychological pattern in which individuals doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud, despite evidence of their competence. It is characterized by feelings of inadequacy, self-doubt and a constant fear of being discovered as an imposter in their professional or personal lives. So the first thing there is that it's a pattern. okay? it's a psychological pattern. It's something that we see time and time again. And it's almost the way I try and do an analogy of it is if you're in a park and there's like a real concrete Pathway that you go down, most likely you're going to go down that path. You're not going to divert. You might, you won't really go anywhere else because there is a real like hardcore, strong as fuck path, everything that is there, and that's the easiest route for our brain to just switch off. So we don't even need to think about it. We know to step on the pavement. We know to go down that route. Cause it's just our brain is just fired up. And the more and more we get into what we're doing and we're trying to progress. A little bit more, we will find that our feelings or self doubt or you know the negative things that we might be saying to ourselves might start to transcend and come into this imposter syndrome realm where you start to see that it's a pattern and it keeps occurring and it keeps happening. So the main thing here as well is that you know being exposed as a fraud is a big big one, and I have spoken to people and they've had various realms of success and it's not just competing success, it could be business success, it could be family success, it can be any form of success. And pretty much most of them will say that they feel like they're going to be exposed as a fraud and other people almost putting them on a pedestal where they don't feel like that's where they should be placed. So it's kind of this mismatch between the perception of others and And how we see ourselves or how also how we think other people might see us. So who does it affect the most? A lot of times it affects the people that are trying to pursue bigger and better things for themselves. And that could be in any spectrum of life. But we can talk about bodybuilding and athletes because a lot of times how imposter syndrome really starts to play into this is that it stops us and delays us from starting things that we even know. Or may have a small belief that you know we might actually enjoy this, we might actually be really good at it. Maybe it might, you know, put us on a different path, which is where we want to go. But that imposter syndrome will put a massive dent or massive block in between you and that destination. And one way that we can use that as a defense mechanism is I don't deserve to be placed in this realm, I don't deserve. You know, I'm not really good at this thing anyway, so what's the point? Like, it can really come out in so many different ways. And I think, especially when we compare ourselves to others in the essence of the sport. So, obviously, a lot of people talk about, you know, don't compare yourself to others and yada, yada, yada. But that's very difficult, I think, sometimes to not do that when it's ingrained in bodybuilding, competing, that when we are on stage, we are being compared to other people. You have the don't compare yourselves to others in a normal day of life, but then we have that in its true essence when we step on stage. So it can be very, very difficult to not let that comparison skill that we might have developed a little bit more kind of transcend into other things. And the other thing as well that I find with imposter syndrome is that unnecessarily create distance between them and you. So I hear that a lot when people turn pro. They feel the biggest amount of imposter syndrome when they go in that pro stage because they're like, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve to be here. These people are on this massive, you know, they've put them on a massive pedestal. A lot of these pros they've looked up over the years and they've never once thought that they could be seen on that level. And that's, again, where the imposter syndrome really massively comes in. And I had a question when I went on another podcast and it said, it basically asked me like, when does imposter syndrome hit me? And when does it hit me the most? This is something that I have constantly and still do struggle with. I think what I have been able to do, I'm not perfect, but I have over the course of maybe the last few years is like understood how to handle it better and make it not completely derail me. And I think that's kind of where you have to really figure out, okay, I can feel this imposter syndrome. This self-doubt is clicking in. I feel like a fraud As I say, this is something that I have struggled with so much. Even having this podcast and I'm not the most confident, I still stumble my words. I always say this to you guys and girls. This is edited. (laughs) This is full on edited. This is never, ever the real full thing. And I'm going to be completely straight. I have times when I record when I'm just like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, who am I to talk about this stuff? Like, who am I to talk about this stuff? If only they knew, yada, yada, yada. But that's just like my full on ego coming to play it's the monkey it's whatever you want to call it like it's those insecurities and every single person has it like with me god having a business which I still find like really funny when I talk about it with people especially friends back in the day they're like jazz like you you were told you couldn't wear heels like you did not there was a massive part of your life that you did not wear heels I'm like I know and how funny that I'm the one that's seen as The lead educator, I know these heels inside out, like it's such a big part of my business. That just still baffles me to a degree. Instead of kind of being like, oh, who am I to like be that person like in that seat? I kind of just laugh about it being like, well, it just shows that you never bloody know. Do you know what I mean? That one thing that you might feel really holds you back or in the past held you back might actually be the thing that drives you into like a certain different kind of path. And even with coaching clients, you know it's one reason why it took so long to start because I had major imposter syndrome. And I think when I'm around so many incredible coaches, that can kind of play into it. But the main thing I really wanted to get through with this is, and I was asked this: is, Do you believe imposter syndrome ever goes away? Now, I'm not at the end of this line, like in terms of the journey, so I I might be wrong here. But I, when I speak to people that I would quote say ahead of me I truly don't think imposter syndrome ever fully goes away I don't think it ever leaves I think what happens is your ability to handle it on the day-to-day and understanding that even if it's there and even if it pops up it doesn't mean you change what you're doing and you don't For example, you don't stop taking action or you don't kind of shy away because it's starting to kick in. It's something that you go, right, it's kind of like this rewiring that has to happen where instead of, for example, this imposter syndrome kicks in, it causes you to revert. It might cause you to shy away. It might cause you to not perform the way that you want to, whether it's in the gym or whether it is on a posing seminar or whether it's on stage. It's literally trying to rewire, as I said that, it's literally trying to rewire your brain to do a different pattern. So that imposter syndrome kicks in. Like, for example, I did some posing, not posing, I did some filming for the posing portal. And just before I went recording, I could feel myself. I I was like, here we go. And this is what I do is talk to myself, right? Because if I start to kind of go panicky, panic jasmine starts to kind of like talk be the main kind of voice in my head then it's going to lead me to maybe stumble more make me perform as well i might start to doubt myself i might forget things because i'm literally putting my own barriers in my own head so i have this thing now where i've taught my brain a lot of times and i'm not saying it's full-on perfect i still have those moments but i kind of have this uh, oh bloody hell here we go it's kind of like that funny. It's like a slapstick humor kind of angle that I do, and it helps me kind of understand that this imposter syndrome that's kicking in is laughable, and it's not something to be taken seriously. And I think that's where I have slowly but surely tried to reframe it because it's something that still stops me. I wouldn't. I would definitely won't like deny that. It's definitely something that still stops me. But as I start to reframe and kind of like challenge, as I say, it's a psychological pattern, this imposter syndrome. And also what you do before, and also more importantly, what you choose to do after the imposter syndrome kicks in is super, super important. But you might find that your brain just automatically goes negative. It might automatically go panic. It might automatically go retreat. But it's trying to train your brain to do a different action instead. So for me, it's very much like, For me, it's very much using humor, not taking it too seriously and also treating it as if it's just like a weird thing. And again, that takes a lot of time, but the more and more, like I think something that I wasn't very good at, people give me compliments, I would never accept them fully. I would kind of, I wouldn't take a moment to really fully internalize it. I would kind of either kind of bounce back at them with something or I'd say something about them whereas I'm really trying to like really fully internalize what someone is saying take it into my brain and actually like properly say thank you for it without feeling the need to kind of a divert and I guess like holding that space and be like yeah do you know what like maybe I'm quite good at this thing or maybe you know I might not be the best but you know what I'm so much better than where I was before so as I say imposter syndrome How to combat it is very much about understanding how your brain is wired, where that imposter syndrome is coming from, and what you can do, I guess, is kind of trying to like pour water on the fire. So instead of letting it become this big thing, instead of putting gas on the fire and it really exploding and the imposter syndrome full on taking over and it's just too much, try and find some water instead. Maybe I can just find that humour or something else that's just going to help me. It might not help it go away, but it might help you just to create that distance between you and that imposter syndrome feelings and emotions that are coming in and just pour the water on it. So it might still, you know, it might still smoke a little bit. It might still be quite hot over there, but it's not this big overwhelming fire that feels like it's too much. Okay, so I'm going to leave it there. But I hope this has given you girls and guys a good starting point. Whenever I do these podcasts, I'm always very aware that I'm not talking to the person on the other side, unless they're on a consult course, it's a different scenario. But if they're not, then I always want to give you a starting point and then you go and do your own discovery or own thinking or you take a step back and go, oh, do you know what? I need to approach that differently or actually I can see that pattern Honestly, it's really becoming aware of it first off. I think sometimes we just want to shut it down straight away and just kind of ignore it and just literally like close that laptop and that's it. And it's like, no, sometimes you need to break it down, figure out where it is. And you might not, imposter syndrome might kick in a couple of times you try and do this. That's absolutely fine. There's no pressure to get this fixed straight away. The main thing is, is that you're taking the time to reflect, become aware, and then start to brainstorm and figure out how you're going to help it, maybe not necessarily go away fully, but understand how to manage it so you don't stop taking the action that you want to, to get the goals that you want. So I'll leave it there. Have a good rest of your day and I'll speak to you very, very soon.